Place of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. And welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Thank you for joining me today. We are here today in Psalm 130, still in the Songs of Ascent. That will go through Psalm 134. Uh, Most of these psalms, um, as this one is, is not attributed, they are not attributed to any particular author. Uh, A few of them are. We've seen Solomon, we've seen David, uh, we'll see David in 131, and we will see David uh, also in 133. And so uh, many of these are anonymous. Psalm 130, this is a psalm, a complaint of a special kind, since the author does not ask for the destruction of the enemy, but merely turns to God for forgiveness of his own sins. Very unique. How often do the sins of someone else remind us of our own sins? I would say it happens more often than we care to admit. We spend so much time looking at the speck in someone else's eye, forgetting the plank in our own. And that's, you know, the psalmist here, seeing his enemies and the injustice that is occurring there, uh, it inspires or reminds the psalmist of his own sin. Let's look at this, Psalm 130. Let me read for you Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. So the psalmist begins and says, Out of the depths I cry to you. The allusion is to the deep waters of sorrow that overwhelm him. And in verse 3, he says, if you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, who could stand? In other words, the psalmist is well aware that there is no one without sin. And this is a very telling admission here that we all should claim and realize that if the Lord wanted to, he could squash us at any moment and rightfully so. I'm reminded of how many people I hear say, if God is truly loving, then how could he allow X, Y, or Z to happen? How could this happen to people if he is truly loving? Well, he is truly loving, and we've already received more than we deserve. If he was not a gracious God, we would all be burning in hell already. But he is. He's gracious. He's merciful. And the psalmist says so in the next verse, in verse 4, But with you there is forgiveness. The perception of God's mercy helps the heart to rightly cultivate the fear of the Lord. And then in verse 6, My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. The phrase here expresses not only the intense yearning of the poet, but also 
the certainty of this hope. That's how much he longs for the Lord, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Verse 7, O Israel, hope in the Lord. The writer now calls upon the whole nation to share his penitence and his hope. And that is what we should do as believers. Our Our repentance should be preached to the world, to everyone we know. We should preach the gospel not only to ourselves but to others and invite them, help them realize the call to repentance that is extended to every human. So this is an interesting psalm. It is very unique in that rather than cursing the psalmist's enemies, he is reminded of his own sin and his own need repentance. I'm reminded that we all need mercy. We all need grace. No matter how dire the situation is, no matter how bad someone may appear, we all need mercy. So here is Psalm 130 set to music. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Saves graciously.